So yeah, I guess I got a chip on my shoulder about pretty people. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, Curtis, you're not ugly. All I have to say is you've never seen me naked. Yet. Well, that's my time, folks. You've been great. Thank you. Thank you. All right, another round of applause for Curtis, ladies and gentlemen. Funny stuff. And now I'd like to welcome a newcomer to the Comedy Time stage, Dr. A. Blordo. Thank you, scientists. Thank you. I assume my reputation concedes me, but in case you do not know who I am, my name is Dottore Bellordo, man of science, and I am here to lecture at you as part of my ground rounds. <clears throat> Supposition number one. Man is mortal. This syllogism has been proven by taking a mortile man and submerging him in an aqueous solution until his soul injeculates from his body and either ascends or descends depending upon his religious inclination. Excuse me! No talking during my lecture! You suck! Uh, quiet down, please. Supposition number two! Beauty is in the eye of the boulder. Now, if you'll point your eyes towards my pie chart, you'll notice there are several of the world's most beautiful machines listed here. Boo to you, sir! I am lecturing! You're not funny. How dare you? I... I, uh... Supposition uh, number three. Number three. Yes, the, um... Get off the stage! uh, the uh, third supposition has to do with the incredible indelible egg. Uh, please, uh, <clears throat> please, just give me a moment. Look at everybody, he's freaking out. No, I just, no. Not no, funny. No. Get off the stage. <laughs> I can't do this. Get so off the stage. Wow. Funny stuff. How about a round of applause for Dr. Blordo, everyone? No? Well, all right. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, scientists, brains, and sensory organs of all ages. It is time once again for Blastro Podcast. <laughs> and now your host, that man of science, Dottore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Blastro Podcast. My name is Dottore Bellordo. I'm a man of science. And with me today, on this fine October afternoon, is another man of letterans. He is a psychological uh, Dottore of sorts. And he has come to talk a little bit to us about issues of mental health and psychoscarapy. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I bring you Dr. Ton Tai. Dr. Ton! Hey, Dottore. Hey, Dr. Ton! <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're welcome! Uh, is, are, is the climate uh, in, at an acceptable level within the pod chamber? The climate is uh, acceptable. My armpits are relatively dry. Excellent. You might hear some various drilling and uh, kabonking sounds in the background. <laughs> I simply have some laborers doing work on the interior of the chamber. I see. I, I saw some oil back there. I, I think they might have struck something. They struck oil? That's my special collection of commemorative Gulliver's Heroes oil! Those bastards. Uh, anyway, Dr. Ton. Yes. Thank you for being on episode 19 of Blaster Podcast. Thank you for having me, Dottore. You're welcome. Now, I'm a Dottore. You are. I know everything there is to know about science. But one thing that's confusing of me, you're a Dottore too. Yes. But you're not of science. You're of man. Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> Insofar as men create science, I think I am a tutorial of both. Uh, but I am, yes, I am a tutorial of psychiatry, which is a specialty of medicine. And medicine is the study of basically human health and illness. Health and illness. Yes. Two things that humans have created and that we can uncreate through medical science. Yes. You're a doctor of medicines and particularly a psychiatrist. You're a psychiatrist. You're a bicycliatrist. <laughs> I'm a psychiatrist. Psych! You're a psychiatrist! Yes. What was it, Dr. Tan, that inspired you? To not be a doctor of hearts or pig snouts, <laughs> but rather to be a doctor of the human mind. It's interesting you say that. I actually, when I first started my medical training in medical school, I thought I wanted to be a doctor of surgery, mm-hmm. uh, which is, and I actually thought I wanted to be a cardio- cardiothoracic surgeon, which is of the heart. Of, of dinosaur heart. Dinosaur heart, wolf heart, human heart. All of them. I was going to specialize in humans, but I was open. Um, you were an open heart surgeon? I was hoping to be. You were hoping to be open about your heart surgery, <laughs> Dr. Time. These are just jokes we tell to keep it light and fluffy here on Blaster Podcast. I got you. It's not like the stuffy operating room where, where you, you might normally tell your jokes. Dr. Time, you were going to be a heart surgeon. Yes. But then surgery suddenly didn't seem as fun as mental rejiggeration. Yes, because I found mental illness to be much more... Um, uh, made me think on my feet a lot more. It was less algorithmic than some of the other other medical specialties. What's an algorithm? It's like you know, uh, like right now, as I'm sitting here listening to you, and I have to think about what you are saying and how I can understand that, because you are, don't take offense to Tori, uh, a little bit different than a lot of other people Look, who I talk to. England is not my native language. I was I- born in Italia in a small city called Bologna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I understand my thick accente <laughs> might make it difficult for uh, someone like you to uh, understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I it's... do a lot of body language, though. You do? When I shake it like this or tweak it like that, it lets you know that I'm irritated. <laughs> well, I don't want to irritate you, for sure. Well, you are a very vast deferential doctor, and I appreciate that about you, Dr. Tan. Yes. So you said, you know what, mental health's more interesting than article health's. For me, Yes. For you. That's very diplomatic. <laughs> for others, maybe surgery is a fine option, but for this particular instance, mental health more interesting. Yes, because I always find that I'm always uh, on my feet because it's about human behavior, and uh, everybody's unique, as you know, Tori, mm-hmm. from your Oscar Mayer region of Bologna. And uh, is that right? Is that where you're from? That How did you Oscar know Mayer that? County? Yes, Oscar yeah. Mayer County. Yeah. And uh, so I always feel like I'm always on my feet, which challenges me, and it always makes me think, which I like. Thinking. I like, I like thinking, yes. You like thinking. Oh, boy. You're in the wrong country, my friend. <laughs> Dr. Tan. Yes. You have, you're a very accomplished psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. You work at hospital. Yes. Treating the dregs of society. <laughs> That's, I, I, I wouldn't call them that, but. Um... But I would. What is the most rewarding part of your job? Oh man, uh, there's a lot. Uh, if the main thing is, I think uh, people can get better, and I think that's that's always the most rewarding part. So you're getting better at your job, and that's there's hope in it. Yes, I am getting better at my job in helping others get better. Getting better at what? Baseball? 
if that was what they're worried about, but uh, whatever their mental illness that they're struggling with. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of mental illnesses. All right, what is a mental illness and how is it different than regular illness? That is an excellent question. Thank you. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) What's the difference between mental illness and, you know, foot illness? Well, I think one of the biggest things with mental illness is trying to define what is normal and what's not not normal. I think, Dottoria, as you walk down the street, some people, not me, of course, but some people might say your your gait or the way that you talk is a little bit abnormal. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. Yes. No time to talk. <laughs> people might feel that I'm a bit abnormal because of my high center of gravity and my thick and fulsome mass. Yes. But you know what? I'm just more evolved. And that's the thing, is if you're not so bothered by it, then it's normal for you. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the time, people will come to me because, uh, you know, what they're experiencing, they're bothered by, and they would like to change. So, okay, mental illness is not virus. If someone sneezes into my eye, I don't get crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Correct. It is not a virus, though there is a lot of genetic component to a lot of the mental illness, where if you had a lot of people in your family with mental illness, you might be predisposed to developing some of those yourself. Well, I'm from a big Italian family. We're all crazy, Dr. Todd. Yes. So yes. does that mean I'm crazy? Are you? I'm going to reserve judgment till I, 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 uh, till the end of this podcast. Okay. Well, I look forward to your proclamation of judgment. <laughs> so, okay, mental illness, not necessary from a virus, but from your genres. Yes. Now, here's something that many artists have done at, at their uh, public Created the idea that you can drive someone insane. Is it possible to make someone insane? Outside of your genetic loading, what we call genetic loading, there are certainly uh, stressors that can cause people to have symptoms of mental illness. Dottori, I know that you are a very busy Dottori and you're doing this uh, podcast with a lot of other things that you do and sometimes you might feel stressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And sometimes that might stress might affect your ability to sleep. Mm-hmm. Or that might make you feel nervous. Mm-hmm. Or that might make you uh, go crazy when it... <laughs> so there's always a balance between uh, what is your predisposed and then what other stressors going on in your environment that could cause symptoms. So, okay, but let's say you stick me in a clown cage for scary times, I might get symptoms of the mun- the mental illness, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm actually crazy for good, right? Right. It doesn't mean you're crazy for... And we'll use the term crazy loosely here. Uh, crazy for good, yes. There are I'm some... crazy for justice. <laughs> there are some illnesses where if you had uh, some event, it can cause some pretty long-term symptoms, like, for example, PTSD. Ah, petroleum tetrisnyclamate. I read about that on Breaking Board. That's my favorite of television shows. <laughs> don't tell me how it ends, though. I don't want it to end. <laughs> okay. So PTSD, that's when a lady has her seasonal of the month. Um, I think... <laughs> <laughs> you don't maybe, have to yes maybe... and me on this. <laughs> Maybe her partner might find that traumatic, but uh, no, that is not technically PTSD. PTSD, for example, you know, if if Tatori, if you, uh, if somebody came in here right now and they, uh, you know, they murdered me in front of you, mm-hmm. Wait, well, you might like that. Have you read but to the end of the script? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if that was something that was really scary to you, you might then uh, 
have uh, nightmares about it for the you know for the next six months year you might have flashbacks during the day so uh, something can happen and you can have some long-term effects from it okay so that is an example of how you can make someone crazy yes murder <laughs> someone in a podcast <laughs> yes good to know the most uh, people don't know that's the most common reason is uh, murder in podcasts but if we're talking about like edgar Allan porn Yes. And you hear a scraping of a, a, a Tolstoy heart on your floor. Does that really make you crazy forever? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's just artists being idiots trying to make it sound cool, but it's not cool. It's not cool. Real life is less cool than art cool. Yes. Well, next question, Dr. Ton. How do I know when I've got mental illness? How do I know if I'm a schizophrenic? Well, that's a very good question. Thank uh, you. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> How can you even know? Because if you have regular illness, your boogers start to flow out like the Great Red Sea. Mm-hmm. You are, your brain might be hurt. Uh, maybe your muscles ache. Yeah. Maybe you have jaundice of the knees and eyes. Mm-hmm. You might experience night tremors. You might have urination of the teeth. Uh, you know, regular symptoms for cold and flu season. Um. Yes, you can definitely, um, uh, depending on your illness, you can tell or sometimes you can't tell. Depending on the symptoms, um, certain things like depression, uh, patients will identify because it bothers them. They feel sad, they can't sleep, they have poor appetite, they can't concentrate, and maybe they have uh, really negative bad thoughts and they feel bad about it. Isn't that just growing up? (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, you shouldn't feel that way all the time growing up. Well, that's not what I was taught. <laughs> so, okay, agree to disagree on well, that Well, I think, I think we both agree that you are a very special and unique uh, person, Victoria. Yes, I'm a rare bird. There are some other symptoms where the, the person may not be bothered, but the people around them might be bothered by those symptoms. Sometimes when patients are manic, for example, they might feel really good, but they may also do things as part of their symptoms that are dangerous or impulsive or, or cause a lot of problems for other people. And so that can be identified as an illness. Thievery. Yes. Those manic thieves. Very impulsive, maybe. Hmm. Do you think Santa Claus is kind of a manic? Because he breaks into all the children's houses. No, because I think he plans it out for a very specific day of the uh, of the year. So it's not really all that impulsive. Um, it's more of compulsive. Yes. Maybe. He has a desire every year to do this weird this activity. True. This is true. And, you know, he also rides with uh, reindeer who, who fly. So maybe he's a little not in reality. What do you think? I think of a lot of things. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so, okay. Sometimes if you're mentally ill, you can tell. Sometimes if you're mentally ill, you can't tell. But other people get bothered by your behavior and mm-hmm. they'll tell on you. Mm-hmm. Now, is the only way to treat mental illness with mental illness? <laughs> uh, no, there are many different ways and it depends on uh, the severity of the symptoms. So, uh, why don't you give me an example, Tutorial? I don't know. Do you have any personal example of any struggles that you have in this realm? That's a funny thing you're talking about that <clears throat> you mentioned. I was giving a lecture the other mm-hmm. day, part of my ground rounds, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I was delivering my talk, and then all of a sudden I heard terrible, critical voices inside of my uh, headpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to get them out uh, by holding my breath as long as possible. Uh, then I felt dizzy and uh, sweaty. as no- Well, that's a typical thing for me. Uh, short of birth, which is also pretty normal. Uh, then the room started spinning around. I felt like an ostrich, and uh, I woke up on the floor, and all of my students had left. 
And the, the janitor had turned out the lights for the night. <laughs> they just they just ignored this you spinning around and fainting, and they just left him. Oh, yes. Students are the worst people to try to teach anything to. They have absolutely no respect for a thordois. So I guess you could say that could be mental illness. But I just, uh, you know, probably figure I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no big deal. I'm good. So, Dottori, I would say that if uh, if you were bothered by this, I would probably recommend you see uh, your own Dottori. I and, am my own Dottori. Well, I think the first rule that you learned in your Italian medical specialty is to not treat yourself. Well, I got to treat myself. If I don't treat myself, who will? My parents are dead. Not actually true, but legally, I consider them dead. But let's say you were to go to another tutorial. Let's say you're you're here asking me, okay? Okay. And it would be important then for the psychiatry tutorial to then try to figure out what was going on, whether you had a panic attack. <laughs> That's impossible. I'm a man of pride. Or I'm whether, not afraid of anyone. Whether you have performance anxiety. What is that? You mean like with a, in a lady with a bed? <laughs> sometimes that, but sometimes more so with giving presentations in front of people. Why would I fear people? They're just bags of meat looking at me with their cold, calculated eyes. <laughs> Why would I be afraid of them? I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> You're afraid of them. You're trying to get inside my coconut. I am trying to get inside your coconut. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, so it depends on the diagnosis. But, uh, you know, sometimes it can be helped with uh, therapy alone if it's not that severe. Um and there are different types of therapy, therapy, CBT or cognitive Cock and ball torture. Yes. Um, <laughs> I learned about that in Amsterdam. <laughs> That's a real thing, actually. <laughs> Cock and ball torture. Cock and ball CBT. Cock and ball torture. <laughs> but what, I'm sorry, what is your scarapy version? <laughs> they make it in the red meat district. Uh, yes. Well, CBT in my world is a cognitive behavioral therapy, which focuses on skills and, and also the irrational fears you might have about these people criticizing you, maybe. And then uh, there's other types of therapy, supportive, interpersonal, psychodynamic, uh, many different types of therapy, depending on what, A, your diagnosis is, what your preference is, what your rapport with the uh, therapist is. And then, of course, there is medications if you wanted to choose that route. Um, Of course, medications don't cure everything, and they do have side effects, too. So it's always plus minus. Why would anybody not choose medicine? It's the pill that makes everything change. Well, it doesn't, though. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, sometimes it does help quite a bit. Sometimes it doesn't. And it certainly doesn't change the fact that you do have to give that performance. Um, it might just. Are you saying I have to give a performance right now? <laughs> well, Sorry, Tanya, for you, I, did, I don't have my notes. What am I going to do? Do you need me to turn off the light and leave and have the janitor come in? No, I hate that janitor. Okay. That's why I set him to work assembling the outer wall of the pod chamber. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't need him to do that. That's just what he's doing. So, anyway, you have those options. But uh, medications do come with side effects. And. That's that's uh, one of the biggest uh, downsides. Hmm. No, okay. We've talked a little bit about mental illnesses in general. Let's get into the specifics. Okay. When, and as you know, Dr. Tan, it's Octoban. Yes. Happy Octoban. Ha- happy Octoban, you. So we're going to talk about the scary of the menstrual illness. What is the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? The difference between psychopath and sociopath. You know, I'm not really sure because I think that's more uh, maybe um, lay terms. Lay terms. When we talk about sociopaths, we mean more what we call antisocial uh, personality, which is uh, people who, who kind of have a lot of difficulty 
empathizing with others and so they can be very disrespectful of other people's rights shut up what does empathizing mean <laughs> well jatori if i if i stubbed my toe and i was you know huddled in the corner crying how would you feel i'd probably feel ashamed of you <laughs> that's what i learned well if you stubbed your toe i would feel bad for you oh i would, I would almost feel a little pain in my heart oh because of ca- calasterol Yes. You should try some of these Olestra <laughs> chips. They are dynamite, man. No cholesterol. They go right through you. Yeah, well, the anal leakage is the problem. Speaking of yes. side effects, we'll leave that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay, uh, empathy is the ability to feel bad at a crying man? Yeah, to be able to relate to another person's uh, uh, emotional experience. Like and- Professor X-Men. Yes. He gets inside your coconut and then he feels what you feel. Yes. Yes. And some people, you know, we have that to different degrees. Sometimes that's advantageous. You know, if you were, if you were a CEO and you wanted to fire 500 people. And, and you I do. Yes. That might work to your favor. And so some of these people actually might be pretty high functioning or really successful. On the flip side, if you're at home and you don't show a lot of affection to your family, well, you know, that might be a, a problem too. So Isn't that just being a man? <laughs> Yes, that 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 is just being a man. <laughs> you heard it here first. Dr. Ty's diagnosis for how to be a good father. No affection. Love must be earned. Uh, okay, so uh, psychopath and sociopath, those are things that lame men use. Real detores like us call you an anti-uncle personality <laughs> disorder. As opposed to anti-aunt. An anti-aunt. Yeah, which is uh, somebody who has too much empathy. Oh, is that a thing? Otherwise known as Borderlands. Borderlands? <laughs> One of my favorite of video games? Yes, Borderlands. So, okay, a psychopath is yes. like the opposite of a Borderlands. What is a Borderlands personality disorder? <laughs> Give us the facts, Ton! Uh, they tend to be uh, patients who, are, uh, who have a lot of emotions and sometimes experience them very intensely and have a lot of difficulty controlling them. And sometimes uh, in, in their attempts to control their emotions, uh, either hurt themselves or others. Whoa. Yeah. So those are like the real freak outers. Like, don't want to be around them all the time because <laughs> they're, they're going to do something really annoying and get a lot of attention for it. Well, it's interesting you say that because that is the usual... Uh, reaction that other people have which then only makes them want to do those actions more to get more attention. It's a vicious cycle. Like Miley Cyrus. Sorry, Miley Virus. Night of Living Twerks. <laughs> Twerk Stop Junkie. Yes. Have you ever seen De- Dexter? Dextrose? Yes, the show. I've seen it. Have you seen the second season of it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, there's... I, Spoilers! I, there's a good character who I thought was the borderline in there. Oh, well, that, it's, a, it's a good example of a situation in which Dexter. Uh, a patient, uh, a person may not think that they have an illness so much, but because of their behaviors, people around them are bothered by their behaviors and by their illness. So if you're annoying enough, you will be declared mentally ill. <laughs> That's what I'm saying exactly. We talked about human going insane. Can dogs go insane? Yes, they can go rabid. <laughs> But that is virus. That is virus. <laughs> I, dogs. Because they say mad dogs in English mutant stay out in the noonday sun. You remember I, how they say that yes, <laughs> in, the, I, in the Navy I, back in the 1900s? Yes. I remember that vividly when I was 
When you were serving on the bounty? When I was only about five in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do know that veterinarians give dogs uh, Prozac and things like that. So really? They must, uh, they must exhibit some signs of some... Because you could traumatize a dog, right? Make sure. it afraid. That's sure, yeah. part of training it. Yeah, sure. And I hit it with a stitch. <laughs> so a dog kind of gets PTSD when you like hit it with stuff and then it becomes afraid of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and sometimes they get vicious because of that. I guess there's more in common between us and animals than we are willing to admit. Well, but are you even human? What do you mean am I even human? <laughs> You're a doctor. Can't you tell? Look at my perfectly spherical body. I thought... Look at my long, tusk-like whiskers that adorn my face. I thought you... Smell the unearthly stench from out of my folds. I thought you were of, of alien kind. Alien kind? No. I was born in Bologna, Italy. No. What kind of an extraterrestrial was born in Bologna, Italy? Dr. Todd! <laughs> yes. Prepare for the hard-hitting questions. Yes. It's the frightening round review. Happy October. Dr. Todd, what is the scariest of the mental illnesses? Wow. Uh, I don't know. World how... of Warcraft? I don't know how to answer that. Answer with your mouth. What makes you scary? What's what, what scares what you? Do want you to know what makes me scary? Yes. When I put on my special claw suit and I run around in the community of people who don't use technology very well and they think I'm a beast. Does that happen often? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as fast as I used to be, so typically when I'm in my claw suit, I get picked up by the popo. Oh, yeah. Do they take you to the, to the emergency room to get evaluated? No, they take me to the clink and they stick me behind barbs and uh, that's scary. Yeah. I don't know if you've been in Chicago prison. It's not a fun system. Can't you use your claws to just, like, dig out, or... I've tried. They put a linoleum on the floors. <laughs> so you just kind of slip around? I kind of slip around because <laughs> I'm so oily, and I secrete garlic butter when I'm anxious. Uh, also, my claws are made out of candy. They're candy claws. Ah. So people bite their nails, you just eat your nails. Uh-huh. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Scariest mental illness. Don't dodge the question. <laughs> I well, we've talked about a couple. We've yeah. talked about depression. Yeah. We've talked about psychobaths. Yeah. We've talked about Borderlands. Yeah. We've talked about anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so difficult because it's so subjective, but... Um, What's the one where you hear monster sounds? If you have schizophrenia. What? Okay. You can hear voices. Here we go. This ah. is the creep show. This is the scary <laughs> this is the land. the belly of the beast, I what see. What is schizophrenical? <laughs> schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Schiz. Schiz. Zo. Zo. Friend. Friend. Nia. Nia. Schizophrenic. <laughs> Look, you're saying it wrong. I don't mean to embarrass you in front of your patients. Uh, so schizophrenia. Yes. What is it? It is when a certain uh, neural pathways go a little awry and you start to experience things not in reality. So you might hear voices when people aren't around. Or you might see things or people who aren't there. Or you might start to believe in things that aren't real. Oh, well, wait a minute. Don't people already believe in things that aren't real and it's okay? Like global warming? Exactly. Like global warming, Todd. Well, what do you mean? So, okay. Like, let's say I go to church. Yes. And I say, here's a cracker and now it's the flesh of a man. The difference there is all the other people in the church believe the same thing, right? Right. So in other words, the people in your community share that belief. Sure. So that's not abnormal. 
because you you have the same belief as the rest of your community. The people with schizophrenia will have beliefs that are different than the community in which they live. So they might believe, you know, that the uh, you know the 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 puppet over there is talking to them, and the rest of us in 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 their community probably don't believe the puppets talk. Mm-hmm. But puppets do talk. I've seen them talk, Doctor Todd. Have you? Yes. You know, I think as we were going along, I'll go back to my your initial question as to whether you're crazy. You know, I'm starting to have some ideas. Good. And, and uh, I could make a call at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we could make a Who short you call. We just make a short trip down to my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll show you around. I'll show you the hospital if you'd like to see it. And I'll show you a nice bed. Um, Are you trying animals. to hit on me, Dr. Tom? <laughs> Get no, out of it, my coconut. <laughs> it's very comfortable. You know, you might want to spend a night there. You know, I'm not saying no pressure, but we'll see how it goes. I feel like this is typical psychiatrist trickery. <laughs> You're just having a conversation with them about talking puppets and elves, <laughs> and all of a sudden, they sneak you back into their hospital bed, never to return. Because <laughs> if there's one thing hospitals love, it's keeping patients in beds for as long as possible. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, Dr. Todd. Yes. Now that all of doctors in the United States work for Barack Obama. Will I be denied uh, for my health coveralls, <laughs> for my perversion therapy? No, the new policy allows uh, everybody to get insurance now. How is that possible? They are going to, I think it's going to be in 2014, uh, where they're no longer going to deny pre-existing conditions. So your long-standing... Uh, obesity. And, uh, obesity and, uh, and, and... Suicidal food addiction. Yes, and, and garlic sweat, mm-hmm. um, you know, will not be denied. And so... It cannot be denied. It cannot be denied. Anyone with a nose knows that. Yes. So patients that don't have health insurance all of a sudden are going to be clogging up our hospitals with their dirty, sick bodies. Um, doctors like you, aren't you going to be swarmed yeah, with the but- impoverished... Yeah, but the alternative would be to think of it as, uh, you know, this is better than, than these patients being on the street. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, because then I have to run them over with my car. Yeah. Well, well, honestly, it's fun at first, but when you do it every single day on the way to work, it gets old. No dents in your car, huh? No dents? No? No dents. <laughs> I have a special car. Your, 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 your people ramming car? Mm-hmm. The PRC, as I like to call it in the business. Do you have a Tesla? Because I heard recently that they lit on fire because they bumped over something. Uh, I don't have a Tesla, but I do have the bones of Nikola Tesla. And I ride them regularly you, across you, the room. <laughs> do you, you rub them together to get magnetism and uh, power your lights here? Yes. In fact, I figured out a way to run electrical current without a wire. How's that? You just splash some water at a guy while shooting sparks at him and the current jumps onto him. Ah, yeah. Sounds pleasurable. All right, now we're really getting inside your <laughs> coconut. Uh, we have talked about many of things. Yes. You have avoided many of the answers. <laughs> have I? <laughs> I must be doing my job as a psychiatrist. Because psychiatrist is not meant to talk. Psychiatrist is meant to listen. Yes. And then judge. <laughs> yes. Do you think, what do you see for the future of uh, psychoscarapy? Well, because a uh, hundred of years ago, it was just an old, boring white man doing cocaine and telling you that your penis is a cigar. And now we have glorious drugs to solve our problems chemically. What do you see happening in the next 100 of years? Well, uh, uh, certainly the development of, of drugs is uh, always ongoing. But, uh, you know, maybe this, I, I think maybe the pendulum has swung too far to that side. 
I think people expect too much uh, solution from a pill. And maybe we'll swing back to uh, a little bit more of the therapy side. More talky-talky? More talky-talky. More kind of, more importantly, just kind of accepting that some things are. <laughs> and we don't have to fight so hard to change it. Are you, do you work for Big Brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, sometimes it's it's okay to be a little anxious. It's Maybe it's a normal reaction. It, it's not a normal reaction to pass out maybe during a performance. But it's it's normal to be anxious about a performance and maybe just exploring why you have so much anxiety about people criticizing you. I don't know what you're talking about, Dr. Tom. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe you need to, uh, uh, you know, as a dottore, you need yes. to keep up a very, uh, you know, high opinion of yourself. And, Indeed. And maybe it's hard for you to get that from yourself because you've never learned that. And so you need to get it from other people. And so if you're fearful that other people will be disappointed that you'd then you'd rather not give the presentation than to give one that may possibly disappoint somebody well agree to disagree <laughs> dr tan thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of blaster podcast do you have any projects do you have any things that you would like to endorse or plug are sports we doing, drinks are we doing butt plugs i mean no what is it you say not something butt plugs but i always think it's butt plugs dr tan i have no idea what you're doing <laughs> What do I say? Are you ready for the time? <laughs> no, 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 no. You say... Uh, I say, it's time it's for time plugs. For, yes. It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. Not drugs, but plugs. See? Give me a hug. Don't. <laughs> you are forbidden to touch this coconut. Dr. Tan, do you have any projects or things you would like to plug or endorse? No. The American Medical Society? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now you understand why we didn't do the plug song. <laughs> Here's what I'll here's what I'll put. Uh, lots of people have lots of different symptoms, like you do, Dottori. The most important thing is not to be ashamed about them, and if it bothers you, just go see somebody. Because I think most of the time you can be helped. That's the biggest thing. I think that is solid advice for any listeners feeling mental illness or being criticized by their peers for being high risk taking behavior, such as borrowing sugar from a neighbor's house when they're not home. Through a glass window. Yep. Go talk to a Dottore. Yes. Like me. Well. That's how I drum up the business, Todd. <laughs> I'm a Dottore. Todd. Yes. One thing I forgot about. Huh. We have a question. Good. Yes. I might have an answer. So now it is a time for a fast of round. Okay. It is a time for Ask Dottore, a segment in my show where you ask me questions about anything and I answer you questions about everything. Dr. Tan, today we have a brand new question. We do. The question is from uh, General Ironicus Ass Dottore. <laughs> it's from General Ironicus <laughs> Ass? <laughs> I don't know. Is Ask a type? Does he have like a... <laughs> Uh, a prehensile ass? <laughs> Dr. Tan, you are a doctor. I know you can't write with your hands, but you certainly can read. <laughs> One more time. Okay. General Ironicus ass. You said ass again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a K in there. You lazy mouthed fool. Make that sound like a snake. <laughs> okay. General (laughs) 
Dr. Tan, pull yourself together. Get in your coconut. General Aron <laughs> has a question. General, who has one? General Ironicus. Great. His question is, Dottore, now that we can bond electrons together, can we finally get rid of atoms already? Excellent question, General Ironicus. General, there is nothing I would rather do than get rid of atoms once and for all. When you really think about it, atoms are the root of all evil. What's the link between Jack the Nibbler, Joseph Smallins, and Harriet the Spy, you ask? Well, they're all made of brochons, muchons, and electrons. But think about it this way. Without that sweet, substantial mass given to us by our brochons, we wouldn't have anything to throw around when we're feeling bossy. Yes, in the end, we must put up with the inherent dumbness of our subatomic particles, because the alternative is a world filled with massless electro-freaks. Next up, we have a question from Beth M., who asks, Why do you hate hugs so much, even though you sing that you want one? Beth! I don't hate hugs. Hugs are wonder fuel. What I hate is human beings. And unfortunately, when I sing the Rammy-nominated theme from Plugs, my human guests always interpret the lyrics as an invitation to clutch my bounteous form. Now, if there was some way that I could negotiate a tender embrace with a bangaroo or a sea pig, I would totally do it without reservations. But alas, this is the world we live in, and these are the glands we're given. If you are a listener of Blaster Podcast and you haven't done so yet, please click subscribe on iTunes. You can find it for free on iTunes. I'd love to have more subscribers. You can also listen to Blaster Podcast on Stitcher or on www.blasterpodcast.com. Also, if you have any questions for Dottore, go ahead and ask me at my Twitter handle, AskDottore. Well, that about wraps it up for episode 19 of Blastro Podcast. Once again, I would like to thank my especial guest, Dr. Tan Tai, and I would just like to say... Oh, come on, really? Dr. Tan, did you leave it? Hold on, (laughs) this is my cellular telephone. Editorial Balordo speaking. Hello, Dottore. Do you remember me? Bolnaz? Bolnaz, is that you? It is me. Balnaz the Kobold. Perhaps you forgot about me when you abandoned me on Mars. Uh, I didn't forget about you. I just thought, you know, you're Kobold, you'd like it up there. I didn't like it, Dottore. But guess what? I found a ride back home, and I'll be seeing you very, very soon. <laughs> Did she sound angry to anybody else? Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, fuck gasket. Oh, fuck stuff. (laughs) Oh, fuck sweets. Oh, fuck manticles. Oh, manticores. Oh, fuck butter. (laughs) Oh, fuck chocolate. Oh, fuck pig. (laughs) (laughs)